0: about the threat levels because I think you just touched on it there you know if this doesn't change this is what's going to happen and this is a question that you must get all the time because I get it too which is what if someone doesn't respect my boundary so what if Carol let's stick to poor Carol what if Carol (laughs) keeps showing up you set the boundary and she goes yeah yeah of course I'll call whatever next week there's a knock at the door it's Carol wanting to come in what would you do then
1: would you turn her away at the door what would you do So I do have a three-tiered approach to boundaries, green, yellow, and red. And it is kind of based upon the threat this boundary overstep presents to your relationship. The green boundary is where you usually start. It's like, okay, I'm just going to assume that this person didn't know I had a limit. And once I express it clearly and kindly, they're going to want to meet me in this limit for the good of the relationship. They care about me. They care about my needs and my feelings. So I'm going to go in assuming the best and share my greed. That would be, hey, Carol, please call before coming over and give us an hour's notice. Now, you also need a way to escalate that boundary if they are unable or unwilling to respect it or if they forget. So say Carol comes by again a week later, knocks on the door, you open the door, you say, Carol, you didn't call. And she said, oh, yeah, I just felt like I was in the neighborhood. This is where you are absolutely free to say, Carol, it's not a good time. Would you like to come back this weekend or should I call you later on tonight? You are holding the boundary. You asked her to call. She did not call. It's not an emergency. And if you go back on it now, you might as well just say, okay, Carol, start coming over whenever you want. So you have to be willing to hold it. Oh, Carol, it's actually not a good time. Do you want to come back this weekend or do you want me to call you later? And if Carol shows up for a third time after all of this knocking on the door, you have my permission not to answer the door. Because at this point, who is being rude? You have given Carol every opportunity to visit. All she has to do is pick up the phone. It's not that hard. And at this point, if she's refusing, then you have permission to say, nobody has access to my space, time, and energy whenever they damn well, please. Not even my mother-in-law. And that's how you escalate to a red level boundary.
0: It's what you said there that's really, really interesting. And I know I would struggle with that, which is you have to hold the boundary. Otherwise, you're essentially saying, my boundaries don't mean anything. My word doesn't mean anything. And we know this with kids, right? We know this with kids so well. Like the moment you go, okay, after the seventh whinge, and then next time you get 10 whinges, and next time you get 20, like we know that we're talking about. I think it's it's much harder, isn't it? Particularly in that, for some reason, in that in-law dynamic, but it's so important that you pulled that out, that it's about holding it. And what about on the other side? Because something that I've struggled with, with boundaries is I can have too much compassion for the person that I'm setting the boundary with. So I can think, well, even as you're describing that, I'm thinking, poor Carol, like she's trying to be a supportive mum in law She has been doing this for 30 years or longer, you know, dropping in on various people and her kids. It's a really big change for her to make as well. How do you hold both of those where well, you can see it from their side? This is one of the last chapters in the book, isn't it? You can see it from their side,
1: but you're still able to advocate for your boundary. I mean, I think a couple of things. The first thing is that a healthy boundary is always flexible. So if Carol shows up at the door and says, it's an emergency, my car broke down the, down the street, can I use your phone? Of course you're going to let her in. If Carol shows up at the door and you open it and Carol goes, oh my gosh, I didn't call. And you asked me to call and I was down the street kind of distracted. Oh, I might say, you know what, Carol, I really appreciate it. And yeah, it is way better if you call first, but you're here, come in and have a cup of coffee. Now, as long as Carol's not doing that 10 times in a row, if she's acknowledging that I might say, okay, come on in. I also think that after the person has demonstrated their willingness to at least respect the boundary, then you can initiate a conversation in the spirit of compassion and transparency and vulnerability about what it means to you that they've respected it. So maybe Carol calls, she comes over, you sit down over a cup of tea that you've prepared and you say, Carol, I really appreciate how accommodating you've been with us. I'd love to talk to you about what's happening at work. Things have been so stressful lately and I felt like you know, I just have so little free time right now. And, and maybe you initiate a conversation about other things that are happening in your life. So Carol feels a little more let in on where this boundary might come from, but you're not doing this as a justification for the boundary. You're doing it after the fact as a means of initiating closeness in the relationship. So there are certainly a few things that you can do to show that compassion, demonstrate that compassion and flexibility without going back on the limit that you just set.
0: Just the way you were unpacking that there, you can really see actually, can't you, how when you use boundaries effectively, they can bring you closer. Like if that person on the other side has the emotional maturity, and I think it does take emotional maturity, right? Because I've had boundaries set with me and I get that shot of trigger, like, oh, okay. And then I have to think, no, no, this person actually values my relationship with them enough. You know, I have to get my emotional maturity head on because it can feel when someone first sets a boundary, on the other side, right? You do get that defense. It's
1: very human reaction, I think. Yes. The way you get better at understanding and acknowledging and respecting other people's boundaries is by setting and holding them yourself. Because every time you set and hold a boundary for yourself, you remind yourself, this is not selfish. This is not mean. I have nothing to feel guilty about. This is in honor of my own feelings and needs. And this is going to make the relationship better. This is a gift in my relationship. I am creating safety in my relationship. So the more you emphasize that for yourself and your own boundary practice now, when someone says to you, Oh, I would love to see you when you come visit next weekend, but you can't stay with us. You might have that moment of like, Oh, like why not? What did I do? But then you might say, Oh, actually that's a kindness. Now I get to show up with my friend And she's feeling more relaxed and she's feeling more at ease and she's able to show up on her timeline. And I don't have to feel like I'm intruding on her personal space. What a gift that is. And you can recognize that easier.